0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Rookie Life Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Prophet, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today for episode 15. Okay, so do you remember back in episode 11 when I talked about us having two road-schooling mamas? Wait, hang on. Don't pause this episode to go listen to that one. Listen to today's guest first, and then go back and listen just to see how completely different these two stories are. But they share one common theme. They want to road school their kids and have the freedom to have a life of adventure. They've both chosen this life on the road, but they each have their own story to tell. So pack the RV and load down the truck as we get ready to hit the road with today's road schooling mama. And if this is your first time to join us, welcome. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rookie Life Podcast We focus on what it means to start something new, even when you have no idea where to begin, how to develop new skills in all areas of your life, and how to find that it factor that'll keep you motivated every single day. So join us as we dive headfirst into what it means to be a rookie. Come on, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. Rookies and welcome back for episode fifteen. Before we dive right into today's special guest, I wanted to let you know a couple of things. First, I wanted to remind you that we always provide the show notes for each episode. So if you're interested in learning more about any of our guests, then visit crystalprofit.com/podcast. That's crystal with a K, profit with two Fs and two Ts, and then you can see the show notes for this week's episode. You'll also find any social media links for our guests or any other thing that we talk about during our podcast. The next thing I wanted to remind you is to be sure and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. There are some exciting things around the corner and I can't wait to share them with you. And while you're at it, please rate and review the show on iTunes. We recently did our first giveaway, and another one is right around the corner. We're going to be choosing random reviewers to receive some really cool Rookie Life merchandise. You can leave a star rating between 1 and 5 stars, and feel free to leave a comment on what you think of the show. I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to get some really cool stuff, because who knows what the price will be next time. Okay. Now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, let's get right to the good stuff and my chat with Valerie. Valerie Cosa is the mom and creative brains behind the brand For a Lifetime. That's four, like the number four spelled out, F-O-U-R, a lifetime. She was a band director in public schools for over eight years and then followed that up with a career in conference management for a large trade show. After having kids and deciding to homeschool their children, Valerie, with the help of her husband Tom, decided that suburban life just wasn't cutting it and they wanted a radical change. They decided to sell most of their things and purchase a motorhome. They loaded down their two kids in the RV and headed out for an adventure of a lifetime. And if that wasn't enough, Valerie thought there needed to be a way to share their adventures with others, including family and friends and everyone who stared at them and said, have you lost your mind? So they purchased a camera and some basic equipment and started filming everything and uploading the videos to YouTube. And then along with that came the blog, and now she's branching off to share her road schooling organization and education tips with her brand, Road Schoolin'. Y'all, I'm so excited to share their family story with you, and I hope you check out their awesome videos they share on YouTube. Here is my chat with Valerie. All right, Ricky Life Podcast, I'm excited to introduce Valerie and her family, and welcome to the show, Valerie.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, and so it's funny because we were actually just talking about our internet connection because Valerie, where are y'all right now?
1: We're in the middle of a valley in Minnesota. I have no idea the city name right now, but it's just outside of Minneapolis.
0: of Minneapolis. So y'all bear with us if we go through some, you know, kind (laughs) of ups and downs on our internet connection. But this is awesome. This is why I wanted to talk to her because of her family's journey and everything that they do. And they're just, they're travelers, man. They're road warriors. And I just cannot wait to hear more about your story. So um, Valerie, can you, let's just dive right in. Tell us how y'all got started and what your life was like before you began this journey.
1: Well, I was a teacher way back when, and then a conference manager. And about, I don't know, about four years into our marriage, my husband and I were just looking at each other. We were living in a brand new house with all the stuff, all the things that you needed for suburban life. And we just looked at each other and said, what are we doing? We were kind of miserable. We were always on the go. We were doing the sports. We were doing the church. We were doing the life. And we weren't happy. We were like, this, this can't go on. We've got to figure out a better way to do things. And so we literally just sold the house within six months and bought a motorhome, And we've been traveling on the road now for two years and it doesn't look like we're going to stop anytime soon.
0: <laughs> wow. That's so awesome. So where, where were y'all living um, prior to, you know, where, where was your house that you sold? Where were y'all living? <laughs>
1: We live just outside of Fort Worth, Texas. We were kind of near the South Lake area.
0: Okay. Okay. And then you just decided this is like enough is enough. We're just going to take the plunge and we're going to do this. So what were the initial reactions from your family whenever you decided that this is what y'all were going to (laughs) do?
1: Now, thankfully, we both have very supportive families. Um, Tom is originally from Romania, and so his family traveled a lot when we first, when they first got to America in the 90s. And then my family, we're immigrants, too. We came from Canada to Texas, but um, they've always known I'm a little bit off, a little bit different. <laughs> so they, they were a little bit nervous, but they were very supportive. So I appreciate that from our family. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So what about your kids? Like, how did they feel? Or how did I guess, um, you know, their reaction? How old were they? I guess that's my first question. How old were they when they started?
1: (laughs) Now they're six and eight now. So they were four and six at the time. And we, we knew we were going to homeschool from the get go. So they hadn't been in a school environment. So that wasn't a big issue for them. Um, The biggest issue I think was just leaving their friends behind, but we've, but as we've gone, they've learned to deal with making new friends and then saying goodbye to them and then seeing them again along the route. So it gets hard sometimes, but for the most part, they love it. They love the adventures that we have and we're together as a family, which makes it that much better.
0: Awesome. That's awesome. And you have a a daughter and a son, correct?
1: Yes. Our daughter is six and our boy is eight.
0: Wow. That's so cool. So I have three kids of my own and we have gone, you know, we've stayed at an RV park and, you know, for a weekend and they wanted to complain about Mm -hmm. how small it was. So so what has been (laughs) your biggest challenges uh, as a family of four on the road?
1: I think consistency, and it's a good and a bad. Um, Consistency in making sure that we have enough downtime, but not too much, because if we have too much, then we realize we're in a small space. But um, also, we need that time to relax and recharge. We'll go, 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 and forget that we're supposed to be doing this to relax and enjoy life. So just man- managing that consistency of having a schedule but not being tied to that schedule. Right. I think has been our biggest challenge.
0: Wow, that's just so cool. So I mean, you said you've been doing this for over 2 years now. So where where all have you gone? I I actually checked out your YouTube <laughs> page and it was so cool like your video. I don't know if you do your own video editing or who does that, but it was awesome. I loved seeing all the neat places you've gone. So if you can share with our listeners, just some of the sure. journey that you've had.
1: Now we had my husband's a network architect, so he works wherever we are on the road. And one of the coolest experiences we had, and we didn't video at the time, he got called to um, Sydney, Australia, about a month into our journey. And so because we weren't tied to a house and a mortgage and all of that, we were able to just pack up and head to Sydney for almost a month. And then when we came home, we um, did the entire Western half of the U S and we, we try to dot um, I'm originally from Canada. So we try to jump across the border anytime we're up North. So when we were in Montana, we drove North of Glacier into Banff and Jasper. And when we were above um, Seattle, we jumped into Victoria and British Columbia and it was just, it, it it's very magical. When you think about all of the adventures of it, it is very magical. Now, there's life that happens in between all that. But um, yeah, we've, we've covered quite a bit of ground. And this year, we covered the middle states for the most part, and then some of the southeast. And so next year, our big plan is to get all of the 13 colonies in. And then a little bit more of Canada, Niagara Falls. And then from there, we have no idea.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm just curious. I'm sitting here thinking if my husband and I were planning, you know, even just to do this for a few weeks, I'm I the thought of all the places to see kind of overwhelms my brain. So how do y'all pick um, the (laughs) cities that you're going to stop in or the monuments you're going to see or anything like that? How do you pick those places?
1: Now, I, I'm very much a type A person. And so when we started the journey, I literally had it mapped out place to place. I just picked all of the bucket list items I could think of on the western half of the U.S. and made sure we covered it all. And now I'm a little more laid back now that we've done this for a while. And I basically sometimes wait till we get to a place and feel it out. Like in Minneapolis, I knew there was the Mall of America, and we'll go see that next weekend. But when we drove in, there are these beautiful small hills everywhere, and I saw that there are apple orchards all around us. And so I'm going to take in some of those local apple orchards because it's apple season. And I mean, just find the local things that are there are to do. And the more that we slow down and realize those things are out there and we look for them then we get to experience more of the local culture and the people and the history of places. Yeah, those big events are there, the the Disney World's, the Universal Studios, all that stuff is there, and we still will probably do some of it, but the more we get into it, the more we're a little more relaxed about the whole experience and trying to figure out how can we embrace the local community, the culture, the history, and just really enjoy what we're doing. So we've we've slowed down a little bit in our planning.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm sure it's, it's easy to be really ambitious too. Like, okay, I want to try all of these things and we're going to do them all in this amount of time. But like you said, you have to remind yourself we are doing this to get away from the restlessness and just go, yes. go, 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 go. So I love that you have that mentality up front because I could see how you could easily get burned out trying to do too much too fast.
1: And we did, we burned out and we do periodically. We'll go so fast and so hard trying to get it all in. And something that my husband quite often reminds me is if we don't see it this time around, we can go back. You don't have to see everything at once. Like we missed a lot of what Utah has to offer. And we know that at a, at some point in time, we'll go back and we'll just focus in on those places that we really wanted to see. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's because of work, we have to slow down. Sometimes it's because we're trying to get to a specific event by a certain time. So, you know, we miss things along the way and we just know we'll pick them back up at some point.
0: Yeah. Well, at what point did y'all decide, because I'm sure, You know, you're videotaping this and I know you started blogging, you started a YouTube channel. So where did that come from? Did it just, was it just out of this need to, oh, I want to share this with our friends and family, what we're doing? Or how has that kind of come to fruition?
1: Well, it started for me just, we were doing so many different activities and events, and I wanted to have a remember a, a reminder of those moments with our kids even, so kind of like a portfolio of all the places they've seen, because when they grow up, they may not remember every single place they were at, and we can just t- pull out a video or show them the blog post or whatever, so it just kind of started for the kids, and then we thought, well, you know, mom and dad might want to know where we're at. And so might our family in Romania and Hungary and Canada. So it became an easy way to get the message out and um, share those those moments, but also have those moments for ourselves. So we were a little bit selfish in the beginning. And then we thought, you know what, maybe somebody else might want to know how to set up an RV or how to plan their trips and and things like that. So we kind of started selfish and then branched out into how can we help other people that may be interested or may already be in this mess.
0: Well, you know, it's funny because you, you say that, but that was actually going to be my next question was, you know, if, if someone said, <laughs> Oh, Valerie, like that just sounds like so much fun. And it just sounds like it's right for our family. Where would you point? what direction would you point them in? Like, oh, Okay. This is how you would start. What would be your, I guess, one piece of advice that you would give to them?
1: Well, there are a lot of groups out there that are coming into fruition as more and more people take the plunge and get on the road. In fact, we just came from a full-time families RV rally. It was all about robotics. The kids got to have basically a homeschool co-op experience oh, cool. with a bunch of other families and so i would point them to that group especially full time families is for anybody um in this in this type of situation or circumstance or and they they have a lot of um opportunities for people to get involved in community and that's huge when you get on the road we were on the road for about 6 to 8 months before we ever knew that somebody else was out there doing this like we were We were in a lot of places where there are a lot of 55 and older retirees, and so there weren't a lot of full-time families on the road when we started. And as we've come around, we've learned, oh, wow, there's a bunch of people out there doing this, and they're kind of fun to hang out with. So let's meet up with them. Let's join in community. And so that organization has been huge for us, and I would point anybody to that group getting started out.
0: That's great to know. Yeah. I mean, personally, I love, I grew up camping, which tent camping is totally different experience, but I grew up tent camping with our family (laughs) and I've always loved it. And I'm just, you know, I'm deep down, I'm an outdoors girl and I just love the idea of RVing, but I also know it comes with its pros and its cons. So what has been (laughs) y'all's experience, what's been the best thing about it and what's been the hardest part about it?
1: The best thing is absolutely the adventure and the freedom that it brings. We don't have to be anywhere for anyone. And it just opens itself up to so many, so many different varied opportunities that you just don't get when you're living in a house. And I think the hardest part is just balancing because there are so many opportunities to spend too much money. and <laughs> There are so many opportunities to pull so far away from community that you're, that you're getting lonely and you're getting, you know, and there are times that the car breaks down and you have to figure out how am I going to do this when we've got the RV and the car, you know, just planning for those moments and those opportunities. But you know, the loneliness can get to you. The day to day living in a small space can sometimes get to you. I mean, the kids have their bunk beds, but you can't really say go to your room. You say go to your bed. Right. <laughs> and then I feel like I'm talking to a dog. Yeah, <laughs> That's not fair. Right. <laughs> that's not, you know, that's not fair to them. So we have to really be aware and conscious that, you know, we're doing life in the RV. We're not always on. We're not always performing. We're not always on YouTube or it's, it's daily life and then the fun stuff. So we have to get schoolwork done. We have to get car maintenance done. We have to buy food every two weeks or every week, depending on where we're at. And those things have to happen. And you can't just snap your fingers and have them done. And you can't go call somebody to bring you stuff. Right. So, I mean, it's just it's just a balancing act all around. And it's that way if you live in a house. And it's just a different set of circumstances when you're in an RV, but it's still life. I mean, right. we're still having to do daily things.
0: Well, I love that you're kind of pulling the curtain back on, you know, it's not just all the perfect videos or the finely edited <laughs> everything that you see online. Because I think that a lot of people get wrapped up in – any kind of life that they can romanticize like, Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Look, this is perfect. And these people never have any problems. We should go do that. (laughs) But for anyone listening, who's thinking about doing this, I love that the candid approach that you have to it. It's like, we're just doing life, you know, and it just happens to be some really cool places that we're seeing and taking our kids to. And by the way, I love the adventures that your family is getting to experience. That's just so cool. And what an amazing childhood that you're providing for your kids I, I just imagine meeting them when they're adults you know it's like oh you know I grew up in this place I grew up here and it's like well let me tell you about my childhood <laughs> that's just so yeah cool. where are you from
1: I, I don't know
0: right I just I, love I don't know it. where I mean, I'm from it's such a cool experience well how far does your family um normally travel like if you were to go from state to state um do you have I guess Is there a limit on how far y'all travel at a time or is it mostly based on, okay, like this is fun. We've seen everything we wanted to do. We're just going to move on. How does that work for y'all?
1: Well, we kind of have to travel based on my husband's work schedule. He works a normal everyday corporate job and he is required to be at work on Monday morning and he is required to be at work most of the time on Fridays as well. Sometimes we can get him to work longer days and then have Friday off. So we travel on the weekends and we adventure on the weekends. So typically we will spend two to three weeks in one place and then we move on to the next and we usually drive about anywhere between 300 miles to 500 miles in a day. And um, so that means that if we're going for for our next travel stop, it's going to be Nebraska because we had to We had to put Nebraska into the thing since we're doing all 48 states (laughs) and we keep missing it. So our next stop is Nebraska. And to get to Nebraska, we had to figure out how many miles it was and can we do it in one day or do we have to split it up? Typically, we won't do more than a two-day trip. And um, we try not to drive more than eight hours in a day. And that's a long day for us. So it varies between RVers. Some RVers will only drive 250 miles and they put a hard stop on it. We like to travel longer just so that we can make sure that we cover all of the ground that we're hoping to cover. And we have to plan. A lot of RVers and a lot of YouTubers out there, they're very free. They've taken time off or they have real estate investments. They're not tied to corporate life. So they they can basically travel whenever. But we're kind of locked into that schedule for now. And it still allows us to do everything we want. We just have to plan ahead and make sure that we cover the ground that we need to.
0: Okay. Well that I mean that totally makes sense and that's very, I would say responsible <laughs> of you to, you know, keep Just to keep that um, the schedule and everything that y'all have to do. I mean, that's that's really awesome that he has a job. So um, does he work for one company in particular or does he do contract work?
1: No, he is full time employee. And so um, at some point he may branch off to do his own thing. And um, he just got a big certification that will allow him to do more of that and maybe that'll help us be more flexible. But for right now, that's what pays the bills. That's what gets us to do all the great things that we do. So he's happy in his career. So as long as that keeps keeps us going, then we'll continue for that for now. But he's very supportive of what I'm trying to do as far as create multiple streams of income and do my own business and have the blog and the vlog and all that. So he's very supportive and he joins in on the videos and <laughs> has a good time.
0: No, that's great. Actually. Yeah. And in, in y'all's family video, I liked um, y'all's ending where y'all talk together. Like, it just sounds like y'all have a very uh, cohesive, you know, y'all are a good team, and I think that that's great. I can't imagine being in an environment that small where y'all, you know, you don't get along <laughs> with the people that you're with. So that's awesome. Well, yeah, actually, you have to get along. <laughs> well, to go back to y'all' space, so do you, I. Don't think I asked this question before, but what type of RV are y'all in? A fifth wheel? Are you in? Uh, what What kind of situation do y'all have?
1: Sure. We have a 32 and, or it's really 33 foot class A motor home. It's a Winnebago sightseer and she is from 2010. So we bought her used and we call her Sally cause she's gets us where we're going. And that's what the kids named her, Love it. Sally, the sightseer. And she, um, she has about 300 square feet of living space if you want to put it in perspective, we had a 2,400 square foot house and we're down to maybe 280 to 300 square feet. Wow,
0: <laughs> wow, wow, wow. That's so, I, I love this concept because it's something that you don't see every day. And I just, I love the idea of people saying, you know what, we don't have to do what everyone else is doing. You know, if it's not right for us, it's not right for our family. So I love that you were brave enough because I'm sure there was people telling you, you can't do this, or you shouldn't do this, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and we didn't tell Tom's company until after a year. We'd been uh, on the road. How? <laughs> we just said, you know what, as long as he can get his work done, it's, it's not a big deal. And finally, we spilled the beans, and, and knowing that he had a good track record, it wasn't as big of a deal. <laughs>
0: Wow. That's so awesome. Well, good for y'all. Good for y'all to be able to, you know, sustain that, you know, the lifestyle that you can have the best of both worlds. You know, it doesn't have to just be one or the other. So that's great to hear that.
1: You don't have to throw it all away and go on the road. and, And in fact, I would I would highly discourage that if you don't have a plan, if you don't already have a sustainable income this lifestyle is very expensive. People say that they're going to do it to save money and it's not a sustainable way to save money, especially if you're traveling full time. Now, if you're stationary and you stay in an RV park for a full year or two years, that may be doable. But even nowadays the RV parks are starting to charge more. Mm -hmm. So it it just depends from person to person. So if you're, if you're thinking about doing this lifestyle, it's definitely when you've got to research and have, have a healthy savings account and have a a flexible, you know, an out, we had an out that we could always go back and buy another house. It wasn't like, this was it. So you've got to have a, a, an out plan, but it's, it's definitely worth it. It just requires extra planning.
0: that's great I think that that's so smart in any venture of your life is to have a plan you know not just floating (laughs) floating through life just letting life happen to you but I mean it but it's so true I mean I can only imagine um all the the maintenance that you have that could probably be unexpected I mean I'm sure you can plan for some of it but to have that safety net of okay like we you know, you blew out a tire or you have to get the oil changed or you have to do whatever. That's very important to have that, um, the knowledge there too.
1: Absolutely. And, and a lot of it, you learn trial by fire. I mean, there are maintenance issues that come up and, oftentimes if you just tinker with it enough you can fix it now the mechanical stuff i know nothing about and nor does my husband so we yeah we with those things you have to take it in and get it serviced and we bought rv tires last year because it was a used vehicle and rv tires are quite expensive for a motor home especially it was like three thousand dollars just to get new tires so (laughs) yeah Got a plan for those things.
0: Yeah, definitely not something you could just, you know, oh, you know, let's go down and get $100, you know, worth the tires. <laughs> it's not going to work it. not going to make it. <laughs> well, we're going to move into. No,
1: not at all.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to move into the next um, segment. And that's what we're calling our keeping it real questions. And these are just very, very fun questions that I like to ask all of our guests. And my first one <laughs> is what motivates you on days when things are super tough? Let's say everyone's just tired. Everyone's exhausted. You've spilt coffee on yourself and you're just, you're done for the day. What motivates you (laughs) to keep going?
1: I would just say the love of each other and the love of family, because on days when it just stinks and you look at your kids' faces and you see that they're frustrated because you're frustrated. You've quickly decided, okay, I'm going to change my face a little bit and see if that helps the situation. So sometimes it's just, it's just looking outside and seeing a beautiful sunset or mountains or whatever it is. So
0: that's awesome. I love, I love the idea. Like you have no idea. Like you're, It's just talking about this is making me, we don't own an RV right now. We actually, uh, we rented one last time and it was so much fun. We found this (laughs) great company that you can rent from. And we, uh, we did that for the weekend and I'm like, let's go do this again. Because just being out in nature and just disconnecting is just, I highly recommend it for anybody that if you're, struggling at work or struggling at home, like get disconnect from everything that is technological and get out in nature. Cause like you said, that sunset, that sunrise here in the nature is just so awesome. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: My next question is, do you consider yourself a perfectionist?
1: Absolutely. And my husband will agree. (laughs) 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 And that's why this lifestyle is great because it teaches you not to be a perfectionist. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. Well, I love that you have, um, so you have a background as a teacher. So does that play into your role as being a teacher within your family? I mean, is there I'm just imagining, you know, I have a few friends that teach and they have everything <laughs> coordinated, everything organized, everything labeled, and just everything's picture perfect. Is that how you are? Uh, oh, honey. Kids?
1: <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, <laughs> honey. If I had, it is, it is probably the hardest thing for a teacher to go into homeschooling because we know what's expected. We know where the kids are supposed to be. And with homeschooling, and especially what we call road schooling, there is way more flexibility. And with my son, he was born at 24 weeks. So he is developmentally maybe a year behind what his peers would be in school. And so I know where he's supposed to be. But he is where he is supposed to be right now. And the adventures that we have are teaching them so much more than necessarily sitting and cracking a book every day. So we do homeschool, but it is nothing like what we would do even in a house. And it's nothing like I would have done as a teacher.
0: (laughs) But that's awesome. And like, I love the way that you said, like, he's where he needs to be for him. And I love that you can't categorize you know, all kids into a box of accomplishments or where they're supposed to be, because that's, I think that that's a piece of the puzzle, a puzzle that, you know, can, people can really benefit from homeschooling. So I've kudos to you on that.
1: Well, thank you. It's, it's not easy and it's very time consuming, but it's also very rewarding when they get something and you're like, Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's great. Yeah, that's firsthand witness to stuff like that. That's awesome. Well, Thank I have you. my last question is what's the best advice you would give to your younger self?
1: Just slow down and appreciate what's in front of you. Don't always look for what's next. Look for what's right there in front of you. Because so many times we miss those things because we're looking for the next thing and we're looking for the next thing. And instead, that younger self just needs to relax and know that, you know what, you may not be a teacher forever. You may not be a conference manager forever. You may not be a homeschool mom forever. So enjoy what you have for this moment and don't worry about the rest. It'll come. (laughs)
0: Awesome. That's such great advice. And I hope everyone listening heard that and let that sink in because I know I'm just sitting here nodding along with you, like, yep, yep. I need to tell my younger self that too because it was just always the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. I just being in the present is so important. Well, thank you so much, Valerie, for coming on the show today. And I want to give you the opportunity to tell us all about your YouTube and your social media. But first, I have to say, I checked it out last night. I was looking at y'all's YouTube, and y'all they went to a glacier. Like they they went to a glacier. Like it shows up. There's her husband drinking water from a glacier. Like it's just they've had the coolest adventures. So where can everyone find out more about you?
1: Well, our vlog on YouTube is called "For a Lifetime." It's the number four spelled out, a lifetime, <laughs> and our website is forlifetime.com and we also have a tab on there in case you're interested about road schooling. It's called Road School In. <laughs> and they can find out more information about how to homeschool from the road and what we do for that. And we just hope to encourage everybody out there, no matter what you choose to do for life, that the adventure of a lifetime is right there in front of you. That's awesome.
0: I love that. This was so much fun. I just, I love that, um, the idea that this is an opportunity that we have the technology to do these things and to stay connected with people. Um, even while we're, we can still have the adventure of a lifetime. I'll just leave it at that because this is just, y'all are the, y'all are the example of that. So I'm just kudos to you. And I'm so happy you came on the show today. So thank you so much, Valerie.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It has been a true pleasure. Y'all, isn't their story just so
0: inspiring? I just, I can't get over how admirable it is that there are families out there creating this ideal lifestyle while raising their kids with a sense of adventure. When I announced within the Rookie Facebook group that I was going to be talking to some mamas that were road schooling... There were just so many questions. Like, rookies, this is a hot topic for emerging families with little kids who want to have options for how they raise their children and educate them. And I completely commend Valerie and her husband, Tom, for embracing this wonderful journey that they're on. But that does it for episode 15. Be sure to jump over to crystalprofit.com podcast and check out the show notes for this week's episode. You're also going to find the links to For a Lifetime and their family's YouTube channel, which already has over a 1,000 subscribers. Like, that's so awesome. So definitely follow along in their journey. But y'all, I'm so happy you joined us here today for the Rookie Life Podcast. So be sure to check out the show notes, subscribe to the show, leave a review, and check out their family's journey. Stay tuned for next week's show. And remember, keep it up, rookies. We all have to start somewhere.